morning. Good morning. All right, all right. Anybody excited this morning? All right, two people, I'm good. Amen. Everybody comfortable? Have a seat. Get comfortable. Now get up and go pray for somebody real quick before we start this word. Come on, give somebody, don't look at me like I'm crazy. Give somebody a, a quick three-word prayer. Say, God bless you. God love you. Say, be encouraged today. Say, be changed today. Say, be healed today. Tell somebody, receive today. Come on, minister right now. Father, we just thank you for your word, Lord God. We thank you for this time, Father God. We thank you for your love, Lord God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we ask for discernment this morning. We ask for a spirit of conviction, God. Spirit of revelation. Spirit of truth, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for your presence already. Thank you for your encouraging words already. Amen. Amen. Quick question, who's here that was new on Easter? You were new on Easter and you came back this week. Amen. Welcome. 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 All right. Well, listen, whether you noticed it last week or you noticed it this week or you haven't noticed it at all, there's a great big love in the lobby. And you had to walk into it this morning, and you had to walk under it this morning, and you had to walk through that love this morning. And we purposely set it up that way. Show me, give, give them that picture. I want you to, in case you didn't notice it this morning, that's up in the lobby. We've been, we've been setting up this, this lobby. We've been, you know, thinking about it for a couple of weeks, and we've been going back and forth, and so... Finally, I, 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 we decided on this big stencil to put up in the lobby, and uh, I was talking to the, the company, and I was ordering. I'm talking to the guy, and I said, I want the letters this big, and, and he said, let me see if I can make it that big. I, I'll get right back to you, and he calls me back, and he tells me, uh, that's a pretty big love, <laughs> and I'm thinking, you have no idea. <laughs> He said, you understand that the love is going to be over seven feet long. He said, you understand it's going to be a seven foot love. And I said, oh man, that's so good. That's going to be the title of my next series. Seven foot love, amen? Because that's exactly what I want everyone to, that comes here to experience. I want you to experience a seven-foot love. Listen, from now on, you'll have to see it. And knowing that it's there, you're going to have to choose to walk into it, to walk through it, and to walk and be about it. Amen? Amen. Knowing that it's there now, you're going to have that choice. And that's what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks, the great big love of God. In a message series titled Seven Foot Love. Why? Why? Listen, is anybody here taller than seven feet? Because otherwise you kind of mess up my... I'm not going to make any jokes. <laughs> so there's nobody here because I would mess up my illustrations. Good. We'd have to send you to another church for the series. 
See, I want everybody to come through this place to experience a love that's bigger than you. I want you to experience a love that's bigger than your issues. Oh, come on. A love that's bigger than your problems. I want you to, to be about a love that's bigger than your trials. I want you to experience a love that's bigger than your temptations, that's bigger than your fears. I want you to know a love that's bigger than your lifestyle choices. A love that's bigger than your past. Oh, come on. A love that's bigger than your sins. Can we, can we rest today in a love that's bigger than our mistakes? I want you to know a love that's bigger than anything that has ever come against you or that you will ever have to go through. That's a seven-foot love. Somebody say amen. amen. Romans 8.35 says, Woohoo shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword Verse 37, no, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present or the future nor any powers nor any height nor any depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Come on, say amen. If you're just joining us, we, we went through a sermon series before Easter on the church. And, and we, were, we were talking about doing church and being church. And, and one of the reasons that we did that was to prepare for you. So that we could be a better church. So that we can be the church that we are called to be. Amen? Because listen, I truly believe with all of my heart, I believe now is the time to change the way people look at church. Not just on the surface. This isn't about paint and, 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 and decorations. It's not about lights and sound systems. We're slowly, we need to change the face of the church by dealing with the heart of the church. Are, are you with me this morning? We need to kind of focus on the call of the church. Do you realize that if we're part of this church, there's a calling on our lives? There's a call on us to be the church. We have a call to love each other. We have a call to love people. We have a call to love our enemies. Shut up. Now listen, right off the bat, let me make something clear. Just because this is a series on love, this is not going to be a bunch of fluff. This is, love is not fluffy. I'm married 26 years. I can tell you love is not fluffy. Love is a choice. Love is a battlefield. For your 80s heads. <laughs> so I don't believe in marshmallow messages. When I hear the word of God, I expect to be moved and I expect to be challenged. And I hope that that's always be the expectation in this place. No matter who's preaching, no matter who's sharing, I expect you to always have that expectation. When I hear the word, I want to be challenged and I want to be moved. Amen. So, if, listen, if you just want to hear how good you are and how much God loves you and how God loves you because you're so good and because you're, you're so much better than everybody else, if you came, you turned to the wrong channel this morning. If you just want to sit in your sin and be comfortable in it, 
I'm not the pastor that's going to fluff your pillows. Amen? Because listen, fluff makes people comfortable, and, and I can guarantee you this message series will make you not comfortable. It's going to make you uncomfortable. But it's going to make you better. I believe it. I believe it. The only thing I want you to be secure in, the only thing I want you to feel comfortable in, is the great big love of God. That's it. Other than that, we, we up on our feet. Amen? And it's a challenge. All right. Listen, because for too long, the church has been seen, and this gets me angrier than anything else. The church has been seen as this irrelevant, outdated organization full of hypocrites. How many of you heard that one? And people that stand against everything. Right? Every time you see in the news, and the, there's the evangelicals, we're people that stand against everything. We hate everything. We hate divorce, we hate abortion, we hate homosexuals, we hate tattoos, we hate people that drink, we hate people that smoke. We stand against everything. We hate everybody. We, the only people, we, we hate people that are not part of the church. The only people that we don't hate are the people in the church, and even that we have issues with. Right? Even that we have issues with. And so we have all these, even in the church, we have all these denominations because I don't believe this. I don't believe we're supposed to make the sign of the cross. We're supposed to be baptized. We're supposed to be submerged. We're supposed to be sprinkled. And even that, even, even, even in the church, we can't agree. And, and so we have all of this. And instead of being people overflowing with love, we're known as a hate mob. We're like... And, and, and honestly, what that message gives out to people, to the world, is that church sucks. Some of you sitting here today, and you're thinking, yeah, I agree, church sucks. I'm only here because my wife made me come. I'm only here because my mom made me come. But church sucks. And if you've never had an, an encounter with God, if you've never really experienced true church, then it's easy for you to believe that church sucks. And that's the message because it's the message that, 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 we, that we see. There's been so many surveys done and so many books written and stories told and, and jokes whispered. Every TV show, right? <coughs> you notice every TV show that has a Christian, that has an evangelical, they pick the craziest Christian in, in the, the craziest one, right? The one that's going to embarrass us to death. Every, every reality show is always like, oh, I'm a born-again Christian. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> Oh, man, that one's going to be the craziest one. And usually it is. And I wonder how that must grieve the heart of God. Because that's not who we're called to be. That's not who we are, amen? That's not, Jesus tells us, listen, Jesus tells us in Matthew 5, we are the salt of the earth. But, but church, I'm scared that the church isn't salty anymore. And the word says if the salt loses its flavor, then it's of no good. What good is, is, is salt that's not salty? And, and Matthew says we're the light of the world, Jesus says in Matthew 5. Let your light shine before men that they may see what you do and praise God. Let me ask you this question for reflection this morning. Do people praise God because of the things that you do? 
When was the last time somebody saw what you do and the way you are at your job or the way the things that you... When was the last time somebody saw what you did and praised God for it? It's not something to clap about. It's a little scary. It's a little scary. That's the message that we've been given. That's the, the message that's been passed down to us. And, and, and that's the awesome responsibility that we've been given to bring into this world. I told you this wasn't going to be fluffy. I'm sorry if you're not comfortable right now. But John 13 says, a new Jesus told his disciples, he told all of us. He says, listen, forget about all the laws and commands and all that. You're having a hard time remembering all that? Here, remember this, a new command I give unto you. Love one another. But how do we love one another, God? Okay, I'll explain that to you. Love one another as I've loved you. Said the man that went to the cross, innocent, and pled guilty. Love, love one another as I have loved you. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples. If you love one another. I love this quote from Philip Yancey. I'm reading a book called Vanishing Grace. It's a, it's a great book. I recommend it. He says, what would it take for the church to become known as the place where grace and love are on tap? What, what does that mean? I know because you guys are so righteous. You've never been in a bar. So let me explain that to you. When, when a bar has beers on tap... That's usually, it's the beers that are the most requested, it's the beers that are the most common, it's the beers that people ask for the most, and so they put them on tap. I know this is news to all of you, you're like, oh, wow. So they put them on tap because those are the beers that most people want, and so they don't have to go open bottles and get cases, they just put these huge kegs connected, and they just pull the tap. This is the tap. You know, you pull the tap, and you put the cup under it, and, and they just have the best beers, the most requested beers, they have them on tap. So what would it, so now, now I can explain the quote to you, right? What would it take for the church to be known as the place where grace and love are on tap? Now, now you understand. I know before, I'm sorry, I didn't explain it. So all you Christians. What if, what if we were that place where all people had to do was bring their empty cups, bring their tattered, broken vessels, And just get under the flow. And just let that thing flow. And flow. And flow. The never-ending keg of God's love. You know this is a man's sermon. I'm talking about beer, tap, bars. I feel like the most interesting man in the world right now. I don't always come to church, but when I do, I prefer grace and love. Stay salty, my friends. All right, let's go in. Let's get into the book of Acts. I want you to see this story in the book of Acts. Book of Acts chapter 3. Look for it in your app there. It's in the New Testament somewhere between Matthew and Revelation. I want you to see this story, but let me set it up first so you explain the story. I don't want to make the same mistake with the tap thing. 
this point in time, we're, we're going to talk about Peter and John for a moment. At this point in time, this is the time after Jesus has already come down. He's already walked with the disciples. He's already called them. He's already raised them. He's already, he, he's already poured into them. He's already shown them incredible things. And, and at this point, he's already been given his life to be crucified. And, and I mean, that's the greatest seven-foot love story you could ever heard, you could ever hear. To, to back it up even further, let's look at the whole story. God creates man and, and provides everything he could ever need or want. And man wants more. Man falls. Man sins. And then man realizes that he's naked and ashamed. And then man tries to cover up with fig leaves. And then God sees man hiding, ashamed, trying to cover themselves. And God has compassion on them. And the first sacrifice in history takes place. God makes clothes. The word says out of leather for them, for fallen man and woman. So, so God makes an Armani outfit out of leather and he clothes them properly. He provides a covering for them. So thus is given us the, the example and the history that in order for us to be covered, there has to be a sacrifice. You, you get that's kind of where that that came from the first sacrifice in history takes place. And God wanted to give them cover so that they would not be ashamed. And so a sacrifice was needed to cover the sin of man temporarily. And ultimately the perfect sacrifice was needed to cover all of man's sin. And so God so loved the world that he sent his son to provide that perfect sacrifice so that in Christ we can stand and not be ashamed. In Christ, we can, we're, we're covered with a love that's bigger than us. Amen? And that's the good news that, that we're called to carry is that seven-foot cross, that seven-foot love, that seven-foot payment for, that was made for our sins. And that's the greatest seven-foot story we, could, we, we, we needed to hear, to be reminded of this morning. But, so in the book of Acts, this point, we're past that. Jesus has already done that. He's already walked with them. And at this point, he's appeared to them even after he's been crucified. So he appears for another 40 days. He starts appearing to them and ministering to them. And so, so that they would understand that, that this love is bigger than they thought. Because a lot of them were discouraged. A lot of them were, were disbanded after Jesus died. Some of them went back to fishing. Some of them went back to doing what they were doing. A lot of them were, they were discouraged. And, but Jesus appears to them and he says, no, listen, I, I told you I'm coming back. I told you the grave couldn't keep me down. I told you when you destroyed this temple, I was going to raise it up in three days. I told you that, that I'm coming back. I told you. You understand? And so now he encourages them. And, and, and so at this point, they're different disciples at this point. Because you, you see, we can come to church every week, but until we're ready to have an encounter with God, until we step out in that little bit of faith that we have, no matter how small it is, then we'll never see that there's a love that's bigger 